talk to you about a group of guys that were not on a bridge, but they were on a boat. Go with me to Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25, and the notes will be on the screen. Everybody who's watching us online, we're so glad that you're watching us online today. Don't turn that channel, right? You will be blessed by this. Okay, Luke 8, 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. I love the lake. I love boating on the lake. I love fishing on the lake. I just like looking at the lake. My wife and I and our daughter, we were up at Lake Erie this week at Catawba Island. And just getting away from all the madness in Columbus, the, all the views in Columbus, and just sitting on the back looking at the lake. Come on, how I many know that like does miracles to your mind and your, your heart? It's just something. So Jesus says, let's, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As he, they sailed, he fell asleep, okay? And then a squall came down on the lake. Now, a squall is, is, is a little bit different than a a little bit of wind and a little bit of rain. Here's what it is. It's a sudden, violent gust of wind or a localized storm bringing rain, snow, or sleet. So it's, it, it is in one direction. It's right there. It's localized. Have you ever seen where it rained over there, but you go two blocks this way and there's no rain? Right? Weird, but it happens. This squall was located right where they were at on the boat. All right? But here's what's taking place. Jesus is sound asleep. But all of a sudden, the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. (coughs) Excuse me. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Now, first of all, how many would agree they were overreacting? Okay, nobody. Okay, so you must be overreactors, all right? So you just, okay, so here's what's happened. He's sound asleep during this storm, and they're freaking out, thinking they're going to drown. And I want to say, dudes, remember what he said. Let's get on the boat and go to the other side of the lake. I want to tell you, they were going to get to the other side of the lake, no matter what was going on in the middle of the lake. They weren't going to drown, but they overreacted, and then they woke him up. How many have ever been woken up from a good nap, and you're like, mad? I mean, like, why did you wake me up? It seemed like when our kids were younger, I would come home, and I would get on my recliner. Come on, guys. Yep. And you're watching a ball game or something, and you fall asleep? Tell me not that is amazing, right? To fall asleep, and you're in your chair, and all of a sudden, dad, mom said, you can go up and go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay in my recliner and nap while watching this game. Well, you're not watching the game. I know, but I'm napping, and it's so good. Well, they, they wake up Jesus. He's angry, and he, you know, here's what he does. He got up, rebuked the wind and the raging waters, and the storm subsided and all was calm. And then he does something. He addresses their circumstance internally. Where is your faith? 
I believe we're living in a time right now, an abnormal time, a bizarre time, a divergent time where some of us, our faith is being located. God is asking us, where is your faith? We have believers that are freaking out. We have believers that are fearful. We have believers that are unbelieving. We have believers that are negative. And he's saying, where is your faith? And he asked the disciples. And in fear and amazement, they didn't answer him. They looked at one another and said, who is this? Who commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Who is this? Where is your faith? I believe while we're on this bridge to abnormal, in this day and hour of COVID-19, that God is asking us, where is our faith? To say that we are living in uncertain times is a massive understatement. I believe our world is experiencing a storm, and we're all in this storm together. And these things just happen. You know we didn't plan this, right? We didn't think, hey, how about it'd be nice for a virus to hit the world and shut everything down, all right? Change the way we are even, even living today. No, but we've been hit with a storm. A storm is a definition, is disturbance of the normal condition of the atmosphere manifesting itself by winds of unusual force and direction. I believe our world and our lives have been turned upside down by what's happening in our world. We're experiencing illnesses. We're experiencing financial difficulty, job loss, relational and marital problems. And this storm has upset our normalcy the way we were living and doing our lives. And I believe the storm is also trying to destroy your peace and my peace and our happiness. And some of us are just struggling just to stay afloat. All right, we're, we're, we're holding on. And I want to explore in this message over the next few moments on how to move forward when these storms that we are facing in our life, in our family, in our world are raging. Because it's not what happens to us during this season. It is what is happening in us during this season. And to me, it is amazing how quickly these storms will come. Just like that. You're living life, you're enjoying the weather, and all of a sudden, it hits out of nowhere. This abnormal world that we're living in. Here's what I want you to know. Storms never dictate God's direction. Listen, he's never surprised at what's going on. He will lead us through it. We're going to get through it. That's why I said what I said at the beginning of this message. You're going to get through it. He's not only in our quiet places, but he's in our chaotic places also. And we're living in a time where it is pretty chaotic. Remember this. When you come out of this storm, look at your neighbor and say, you're going to come out of this. When you come out of this storm, you will not be the same person who went into this storm. That's what the storm is all about. It's to change you. It's to strengthen you. It's to make you better. And remember this, God never leads us through a storm without giving us the power to overcome what's in that storm. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, 7 through 9 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side. Anybody hard-pressed? I know, I've been hard-pressed, okay? But here's what it says. But not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Here's what you need to know while you're going through this unexpected moment of life, this storm. One, the storm is not because of where you've been or what you've done. It's because of where you're going. Jesus is saying to all of us that's on the bridge, you're going to go to the other side. He said to the boys on the boat, Let's get in the boat. Let's go across the lake to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. Did Jesus know about the storm? Yes, he does. Did he know about this virus that hit the earth? Yes, he did. Religious leaders got on social media when all this happened, and they, they bothered me. And they were saying, This is the judgment of God. And I, I heard that so much. He's releasing judgment on the earth for the earth's wickedness. And then I'm going, no, he's not. That's not God. There's a scripture in Psalms that says his love and his mercy endures forever. I serve a God. It may not be the same God that they serve, but I serve a God who's full of love, grace, and mercy. And it never stops. It never ends. And I serve a God that is for saving people, not destroying people. Hello, somebody. And I just want to tell you it's a lie. It's not the judgment of God. You know what it is? It's the world. We're humans. There's sickness and there's disease in the world. You know what God's into doing? Weeping with those who weep, comforting those who are going through a difficult time, providing miracles, strengthening their faith. You know what God's doing? He is with us all through this time. And he's not left us. And he's going to see us through. So can I tell you, if you're going through a difficult storm right now in your life, I don't care what religion tells you, it's not because of what you've done. It's not because of where you've been. But it's because of where you are going. Satan fears where you're going. He knows you're going to get to the other side. It's not a maybe. It's a definite don't, but don't ever assume God will lead you around a storm. Just always assume that he's going to be with you through it. Great resistance always precedes great opportunity. And I believe we have a spiritual enemy that fears where we're going. 1 Thessalonians 18, Paul writes, Therefore we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. That word hindered means to break up the road and make it difficult for travel. How many know that our travel's all been hindered? We've had to cancel trips. We had to cancel a trip to Mexico for, uh, uh, to a resort in May. That makes me mad. I believe Satan tried to hinder my honey and I going on this trip, Right? I was going to get to go deep sea fishing. She was going to get massages and lay out by the beach and enjoy the sun. 
What? There's nothing better than that. But our trip was hindered. We were supposed to be in Florida last week, but our trip was hindered. How many's had your life hindered during this pandemic? During this time. And you'll have, it, you'll have it after it's all over too. These things happen. But I want you to know your storm that you're going through is Satan's desperation to stop you. But your greatest breakthrough comes through your greatest adversity. Number two, God anticipated these storms and he's with you. God anticipated the job loss. He will provide He's anticipated the troubles that you're facing right now. Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. He's with you. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, he's with me. Psalms 138 said it like this, Though I walked in the midst of trouble, you preserved my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand you save me. The Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. And do not abandon the works of your hands. Number three, you need to know that allow these unexpected storms or these unexpected moments that we've been dealt with today to strengthen your life, to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your family. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I've told you these things that in me you have perfect peace, but in the world you'll have tribulation, distress, and you'll have suffering. But be courageous, be confident, undaunted, be filled with joy because I've overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. 1 John 5, 4. For every person that is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Whatever storm we're suffering, whatever tribulation we go through, we should always remember that it is spurning us for the present to reach out to the future. Something better is coming into our life. Something better is going to come into your house, into your family. Listen, I believe that sometimes the things that we fight against are actually the hand of God trying to push us into our new season, into our new destiny. Peter talks about that everything that we go through, all the suffering, all the distress, all these trials are, pro are to prove our faith, the genuineness of our faith. That's why it's supposed to be working something in us. So if something's working against you, it's actually working in you. Your faith is genuine. Your faith needs to be tested and proved during the storm. Why? So it can be proven that it's the real things. Here's what happens. So I met Pete Rose in Vegas a couple months ago before all this stuff happens. Had, a con had about a 30-minute conversation. Anybody know who Pete Rose is? few of you, he got the new Philly one time, right? Okay. And um, so we were talking, and, I, and I, I wanted his autograph, so I bought a ball, baseball, and got his autograph, and he signed it, and I wanted it made to me, because um, I have no, I don't want to sell it, but I also got a certificate of authenticity for that baseball, that he signed it, I was there, got my picture taken with him, all right? 
But let me tell you this, even though I was there and I saw him sign it and I got it, I wish our spiritual life was that easy. But it's not. So for many of us to get our certificates of authenticity for our faith, we got to go through hell. we got to have all this crazy, stupid stuff happen to us. And here, it's not working to destroy us, it's working to develop us. A diamond isn't formed in room temperature. A porcelain is not in pleasant climate. Gold and silver is not polished in refrigeration. Precious things will always come through pressure, through trials, and through difficult things. It always leads to a great faith. So with those three things, I want to bring it to a close and and share three things that, so if you're in a storm, if you're not dealing well with this crisis, and some people aren't, these these are three things I promise you, if you do them and apply them, it'll give you peace and it'll give you strength. Number one, take time to pray and meditate. Take time to separate yourself from all the madness of the world. Turn off the stupid news. There's got to come a point where you're like, I can't listen to this crap. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I can't listen to this stuff anymore. I'm going to turn it off. Take time to pray. Listen, prayer should be our first language, not our foreign language. It should be our first response, not our last resort. C.S. Lewis said it like this, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. And it doesn't change God, but prayer changes me. Paul would tell the church in Thessalonica, don't stop praying. My pastor growing up, Pastor Rose, would always say, saints, don't stop praying and don't stop believing in the results of your prayers. Jesus was speaking to the disciples and he told them a story. He called it a parable. A parable is something that really didn't happen. Okay, It's a story to get to a point. And his story was this. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always. Everyone shout always. They should always pray and not give up. That word should always means this. Under obligations, bound, necessary. We are always necessary to pray and not give up. Prayer and meditation that's a part of your life keeps you from fainting. Keeps you from actually giving up in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of worry, in the midst of fear, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of job loss. It can bring you peace. Like the the old hymn says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry. Everything to God in prayer. Don't stop praying during this time. If you're in trouble, cry out to God. Listen, Jonah did. He got thrown in a whale. He didn't even stay on the boat. They threw him off the boat. And think about what, they, what he did. The Bible says he cried out to the Lord in his trouble. Yeah, he was in trouble. 
Last thing I know, none of us been thrown off the boat and eaten by a whale. But he did. He thought it was over. But even in the belly of that fish, the Bible says he cried out to God. Listen, God is not just looking for trite, memorized, mechanical prayer. God wants you to cry out passionately to God during this time. If you're angry, show that anger to God. God, I'm mad. I mean, we used to get mad and we tell our, my mom, we're mad. That's all right. She said, you'd get over it. You'll get over it. God's looking at you at your anger and say, you will get over it. But Jonah cried out, help God. Are you desperate? Are you in the toughest season of your life? He wants you to pray passionately. He wants you to cry out to him with your whole heart. So don't give up. Pray. Meditate. Then it leads me to number two. If you don't know what to pray... That's okay too. You know what prayer means is also this. You don't have to say anything when you pray. Do you realize that? Do you realize that God hears your heart and your thoughts and your spirit and your mind? He knows what you're feeling and sometimes you can't put the words together of what you want to say. I've been raised in church my whole life, pastor 24 years, ministry 30 years, and some during my biggest battles that I face, I'd wake up in the morning doing my typical devotional time, prayer and meditation, and there was moments I didn't know what the heck to even say to God. I, I just was so overwhelmed, I could not even put the words into place, and God was like, you don't have to say anything. And the scripture came to me, Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes, number two, you've got to take time to be still and to rest and chill out. And sometimes when you're in the presence of God alone, you don't have to say anything. That word still comes from the Hebrew word translated, literally means let go of your, your grip. So all of you type A personalities that got to control everything and control every circumstance and, and, and you feel lost when you're not got your hands on everything. Sometimes God wants you just to let go. Do you know what this pandemic did for this world? Caused us to rest. Caused us to be still. You couldn't go nowhere. You couldn't do nothing. Some of you couldn't even go back to work. And you had to rest. And you had to take naps. Can somebody explain to me what is so wrong with that? You got to be with your kids. And eat dinner together as a family. And you didn't have to run them to some sporting event or work. You got to be together. And we played so we played games. Although, when in the Yanok house, when games are being played, the the byproduct, yes, is fun. But somebody cries, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets yelled at, because <laughs> all my kids are competitive out of their mind. All right, and Trish and I are both firstborn, so we're both driven and we're both competitive. So, they're really. Emily said. They, there needs to be TV cameras on us right now. We need to have our own reality show. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, no, I don't want people to see me cuss. <laughs> but you got 
to be with your family. You got to rest. You got to relax. You got to chill. And you're, if you're in a storm and you don't know what to do, shh, don't do anything. Relax, rest, chill, and don't feel guilty about it. Sometimes life shakes us up. Sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's a shaking in our life. The British Navy has a practice known to this day as all still. And when something happens or something goes wrong on a ship or particularly a submarine, I couldn't imagine being on a, in a submarine and something going wrong. How many would just lose their mind, right? Well, they understand that. So they call and all still. The captain gets on the loudspeaker and says, all still. And here's what happens. For three minutes, no one is allowed to move. No one is allowed to speak. Can I tell you when you're overwhelmed with whatever's happening to you and you're being blindsided by a storm, sometimes the best thing you can do is just... Be still. Stop. Don't say nothing. Be quiet. Shh. We fear silence at times. We don't know what to do. But if you are silent, you can learn to have peace even in that silence, no matter what is happening to your ship, no matter what is going on in your family. Sometimes you just got to be still and rest. Listen, if you and I don't break the tensions of daily living during this pandemic, they will break us. Slow down. Rest. Relax. Breathe. It's going to be okay. Reflect. Pray. And live. Listen, stop trying to calm your storm. Stop. Calm yourself. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the storm. Calm yourself. And number three, my last point. Refuse to be negative and fearful. Refuse to be negative and fearful. Psalms 23, 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Develop a resolution on the inside of you that God is on your side. If God be for us, who can be against us? And I want to tell you that God is for you. Psalms 27, 1 says this, The Lord is the light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He's the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 365 times in the Bible it says, Fear not. Focus on the positive. Faith is a trust in God. Faith is a belief that God knows what he's doing regardless of the external circumstances that's happening around me. Can we start focusing on what's right and not what's wrong? We've got to quit being obsessed with the crisis. We got to quit being obsessed with the storm. We got to quit being obsessed with the abnormal, with the bizarre and the bad news. You know, I know there are people that are negative. There's some people that are so negative. When they walk in the room, the lights go out. Right? Colossians 1.11, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up. And when troubles come, 
but you will be patient. When you're positive, when you have faith, your faith becomes bigger and the storm becomes smaller. Feed your faith, not your worries, not your doubts, not your fears. Begin to channel that energy to what is what great is going to happen. You know what the great thing is going to happen? You're going to get to the other side. Our nation is going to get to the other side. The church is going to get to the other side. You know who's with you and who's never left you nor forsook you? God. Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is on the bridge. He is with us. You're like, well, Rob, I, I, you know, I, I've made some bad decisions in my life, and there's day oh, I don't feel close to God. That's okay. He's close to you, even if you don't feel close to Him. Even though you feel like you've distanced yourself from God, He's never distanced Himself from you. Gary Paxton wrote a song back in, I don't know, 60s or 70s. He rock star back in the 60s went through a turbulent time of drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and just his life was, and then Jesus rescued him. And he was reflecting on the rescue that Jesus gave him and gave him life. And he wrote a song. And the song was, he was there all the time, waiting patiently in line. His whole point was, he's never left me. Even when I went to the left, he was always right there, right with me. He was there all the time. I want to tell you, I want to take and lift the fear away from you this morning. That God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. He's given us that peace. Gandalf, the white said in Lord of the Rings nearly all the lands have been disturbed these days very disturbed but cheer up didn't Jesus say something like that Gandalf says but cheer up better times are coming I know I'm crazy but I believe that Better times are coming. And then he goes this, maybe better than you remember. What if for you and I, us, our life is going to be better than it ever was before? And we're going to get on the other side of all this madness And we're going to say, look what the Lord has done. I couldn't have got where I got without the Lord. We couldn't have made it like we made it without the Lord. We couldn't have got through this crisis, this COVID, this pandemic without the Lord. Maybe your finances are going to be much better than it's ever been. What do you mean, Rob? I just lost my job because of COVID. Maybe God's setting you up to follow your passion and to follow your dreams and to do what he originally called you to do. What if that was the reason to to push you into your destiny? 
better days are coming, maybe better than I could ever remember. For those of you who are watching us online right now, I know the Lord's probably definitely spoke to you. Can I encourage you right now? If you need prayer, if the Holy Spirit is saying something to you right now, just type it in that chat right now. The pastors here want to hear from you. Do you need to meet with a pastor? Do you need to talk to a pastor? Just type it in right now in that chat. If you're going to get through this storm, type in right now, yes, I'm going to get through this storm. I'm going to make it. We want to, we want to know, where is your faith Because God is strengthening your faith. And today, all of you that are here today, we're going to give you an opportunity this morning to come up and respond to the Holy Spirit, to take communion with your family, to pray, to have somebody pray with you, and just to let the Holy Spirit do something on the inside of you this morning and to strengthen your heart and your mind. Can I speak one more thing to you? Peace. Be still. All the craziness going on in your world right now, your family, peace. I I speak peace to calm your storm in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity that we have. Father, I ask you right now to bring peace to every storm that is raging around our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our families, in our finances. Father, I just ask you right now to awake briefly and just speak to the storm and calm it, God. We are going to be strengthened through this time. We're going to see a miracle during this time, God. Better times are coming, even better than we could ever remember. So, Father, I just thank you, and I just give you praise right now. And thank you for every person that's gathered here today. May you strengthen them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.